Welcome to episode 81 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So, let's now run the random number generator. And the random number generator has produced a complete transcript for season 3, episode 2 of the TV series Brooklyn Nine-Nine. If you're an Andre Brower fan like I am, you'd be really interested in this. The random number generator has also returned the coordinates of 21 hours, 24 minutes, 43.8 seconds right ascension, and negative 33 degrees, 58 minutes, 45 seconds declination. These coordinates point to the pulsar PSR-J2124-3358. Since I work alongside a lot of pulsar experts in my real-life job at the University of Manchester, I thought I would invite one of those experts to talk about the object for this episode rather than talking about myself. So here is Dr. Benjamin Shaw talking about PSR-J2124-3358. PSR J2124-3358 is a pulsar. Pulsars are the remnants of dead massive stars that form when stars much larger than the Sun, more than around eight times but we don't know the exact details, explode as supernovae at the end of their lives and the stellar core collapses to such an extent that the protons and electrons fuse together to form an object primarily composed of neutrons, roughly 10 kilometers across but with a mass close to that of the Sun. This object is called a neutron star. Neutron stars are extremely strongly magnetized, and that magnetic field gives rise to beams of radiation, usually in the form of radio waves, that emanate from the magnetic pole of the star. As the star rotates about its rotation axis, those beams sweep around the sky, somewhat like a lighthouse, and if the Earth happens to be located along the path of that beam, we see a little pulse of radio waves with our radio telescopes every time the star rotates and the beam crosses the Earth. For that reason, we refer to these objects as pulsars. This particular radio pulsar, J2124-3358, was discovered as part of the Parkes Southern Survey of 1997, which detected 101 new radio pulsars using the Parkes Radio Telescope in New South Wales, Australia. 2124 is located in the constellation of Microscopium at a distance of 400 parsecs, or 1300 light years, or 8 quadrillion miles, where 1 quadrillion is 1 million billions. The star rotates roughly once every 5 milliseconds, or around 200 rotations per second. The fact that this pulsar rotates so quickly puts it into a special class of pulsar known as millisecond pulsars. We believe these stars have acquired their rapid rotation rates by being part of binary systems in which the pulsar gravitationally draws material from a companion star, causing the pulsar to spin up to these millisecond periods. However, 2124 does not have a companion star, and this alone gives us interesting clues as to the pulsar's evolutionary history, 
because any companion star it did have must have either undergone its own supernova explosion in such a way that the binary system was disrupted and the stars were separated, or the combination of the gravitational attraction of stellar material from the companion and the highly energetic radiation from the pulsar has caused the companion to evaporate. These types of systems are an active area of research at Jodrell Bank. This is in fact one of around 850 pulsars we routinely observe at Jodrell Bank using the Lovell telescope. We observe this source primarily once every two months in order to track its long-term rotation. The Parkes Observatory also timed this source as part of the International Pulsar Timing Array. Millisecond pulsars such as 2124 have such remarkable rotational stability that we're exploiting them in order to search for a low-frequency gravitational wave background from coalescing supermassive black hole binaries. As a gravitational wave passes over the Earth, the distance to other objects changes because the space-time between us and those objects is lengthening and contracting, and these small perturbations in space-time cause the rotation rates of pulsars to appear to change. If we were just seeing these perturbations in a single pulsar, we wouldn't be able to conclude that gravitational waves passing the Earth were causing it, as it could be related to processes in the pulsar itself. Instead, this same gravitational wave signal should be measurable in many pulsars if the Earth is being affected by the passage of gravitational waves, and 2124 is one of these crucial, highly stable pulsars that we are using as a galactic gravitational wave detector to search for the signature of the Earth being affected by perturbations in space-time caused by distant merging black holes. This pulsar isn't just observable at radio wavelengths. We see X-ray pulses from the star, and these were first observed by the German ROSAT instrument in 1999. This emission comes primarily from particles streaming down the magnetic field and impacting the surface of the star, giving rise to hotspots near the polar cap. The X-ray emission from 2124 is routinely observed by the Swift X-ray telescope. It was also detected as a gamma-ray pulsar during a survey by the Fermi Large Area Space Telescope in 2009. Perhaps most interestingly, 2124 produces observational manifestations at optical wavelengths. This isn't the pulsations that we're seeing, although there are a very small number of pulsars that do exhibit optical pulsations. Rather, it's the material surrounding the pulsar that is glowing at optical wavelengths. 2124 is moving through space at a few tens of kilometres per second. As it does so, it experiences ram pressure from the free particles in the interstellar medium that it encounters as it moves. This has the effect of confining the outflowing wind from the pulsar, generating a shock wave that glows in the optical, specifically at the hydrogen alpha wavelength at 656.3 nanometers. Observations of these shocks provide us with valuable insights into how pulsars interact with their immediate environments. In 2017, the Hubble Space Telescope also detected 2124's shock in the optical and in the far ultraviolet. This is only the second time such a shock has been seen in the far ultraviolet, and this suggests that such shocks may be detectable around other pulsars where no optical shock has been detected because there are no free hydrogen atoms upstream of the shock to cause the optical emission, and so 2124 is providing useful signposts to study shocks from pulsar winds at other wavelengths. And that was Dr. Benjamin Shaw talking about PSR J2124 335A. And the location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of this pulsar in the sky 
is about 1,350 kilometers east of Uruguay in the Atlantic Ocean. This location seems relatively indistinct, but it actually lies in between the Cape of Good Hope at the southern tip of Africa and Rio de la Plata in South America, which is where Buenos Aires and Montevideo are located. Consequently, this location sees a lot of cargo ship traffic between Asia and South America. If you happen to spend a lot of time on container ships, then the next time you pass through this location, you can associate the bow shock of water ahead of the ship with the bow shock of gas in front of PSR J2124-335A. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. My special guest this week was Benjamin Shaw. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and the sound effects from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening.